This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Radio.com Sports presents Bet Sweats with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down the latest in sports betting. Uh, I, I wanted to follow up on your Buffalo Green Bay futures because you're in a great spot. You're in a Final Four. You have a team in the AFC, team in the NFC. In a perfect world, they're, they're going to meet up and you have an automatic winner there. Are you hedging with a Kansas City-Tampa Bay Super Bowl matchup? So I'm not, but man, was I tempted. I was really tempted yesterday morning when I woke up. I was like, I could just see this be in the matchup. I could see this be in the matchup that the league wants to Brady versus Mahomes. I mean, we've seen it before, obviously, uh, in the AFC title game years back. But no, all I'm going to do is the only the only way I'm going to hedge this one is I'm going to keep now my Bills future is just a show uh, in the Super Bowl out of the AFC. So I'm feeling good about that one. But I did oh, hedge win the title. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel like something AFC. don't you feel like something fishy's going on where Mahomes was clearly concussed last week. I mean, he didn't know where he was. That was really scary. I hate seeing that. And then he goes in the concussion protocol, yet he's practiced the last two days. And I'm assuming he's gonna practice again today with a helmet on. Yet I'm looking at that line, and you know, you're looking at points bet, and I'm looking at some different books, and um, you see the two and a half, and then I see it bump up to three. And I'm, and I'm thinking, what, what does somebody know here? You, you know, because I really, I, I really like the Bills, and I really he's like you get a three and a half. I think he's playing too. Yeah. Now, I, I honestly, I hate betting against Mahomes, but at the same time, I don't really want to bet against the Buffalo Bills right now. What's the when's the last time the Bills lost? I, their last loss was against Arizona in the regular season when uh, Kyler Murray threw that hail mary to DeAndre Hopkins. I think, yeah, that's their last loss this year. Um, now my problem with, you know, the bills and what scared me about that future obviously has been the defense. What I like about the bills, I think that they could compete with the chiefs in a shootout. If they have to, you know, if it goes to a shootout, I think they're one of the teams that could actually put up points because Josh Allen's been ridiculous this year. Stefan Diggs has been ridiculous this year. Thing that concerns me, they can't run the football whatsoever. I mean, Josh Allen's their leading rusher since Zach Moss went down. They just have, they can't run the football, man. They, they just can't do it. Devin Singletary just can't be relied on. Um, but the defense played much better, obviously, against Baltimore. They only gave up three points. Now, how much credit are you giving that defense and how much of that had to do with Lamar struggled and then Lamar went down in the third quarter, though? Yeah, that's the big question. You know, with Buffalo, it's interesting. You mentioned that they can't run the football. They don't want to run the football. No. It, it's, it's kind of by choice. Like the – Maybe in this matchup, a lot of people would think, okay, you're going up against Pat Mahomes. You need to keep him on the sideline as much as possible. Uh, the last time they faced Pat Mahomes in week six, that uh, was not the case. Time of possession dominated by the Chiefs, 38 minutes to 22 minutes, but not because of Mahomes, because CEH dominated with that run game and that Chiefs offensive line going for 245 rushing yards in that game. 
had to be demoralizing for this Bills defense. So they're not going to let that happen again. And, uh, of course, a lot of chatter this week. Can the Bills run D stop the Chiefs? Wait, really? Is that what we're thinking about when we go to, uh, to a Chiefs game now? Can you stop their run game? That is not how it's going to play out again. And it's not like we're talking about a Bills defense bottom five in the league with rush defense. If you look at uh, Football Outsiders DVOA rush defense, they're they're in the middle of the pack. I I look at that game as the big anomaly. And it just like the other week six game we were talking about with the Bucks and Packers earlier in the year. I think this game, it's sample size one, take it for what it is, game played, you look at the tape, but I, I don't see the same game script playing out. No, neither do I. And I think that's kind of what scares me the most about the Chiefs, besides the fact that, you know, you look at their weapons and they have Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback, is this year. Um, now, I have went away from, from back in the Kansas City Chiefs because, Joe, I don't know if you have this off the top. When's the last time they've actually covered a spread? I feel like November we- 1st. November 1st. November 1st. Yet yeah. I keep going back to the well every week. Like, this is the week. This is the week. And and every number or every week, the number would be a little bit more ridiculous. You know, you'd see 10s, 10 and a half, 13, 13 and a half. I feel like this finally is something that I could get down with, man. A three or even on the money line, 165. It's, it's tough to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs because all season long, they found different ways to win football games. They don't just have to win by Mahomes throwing four touchdown passes or scoring 40 points. And I'm looking at their injury report. It looks like Edward Solaire, uh, Sammy Watkins, they're both questionable. I'm guessing they're going to be able to give it a go. You brought up uh, week six. I mean, Edward Solaire had 161 yards. He was a limited participant, I know, at practice, but I think he's going to give it a go. I think they're going to be able to run the football. I think they could find different ways to beat Buffalo. Now, the other thing I wondered about Kansas City all season long, are they just bored? I mean, they finished 14-2, and yeah. and really they lost one game because week 17 they don't play anybody. The, the defending Super Bowl champs, are they just bored? Because what they would do is toy around with teams in the first half and then kind of put teams away in the second half, not cover any numbers. But that almost got them in trouble last year. Like, if you look what they did in the playoffs last year, they legitimately should have lost to the Texans if Bill O'Brien doesn't lose his damn mind and go for it on that fourth down with the fake punt. The Texans had a three-score lead in that game. Even against the Titans in the AFC title game, they had a two-score lead. I just feel like those slow starts, I feel like one of these times, man, it's going to come back to bite the Chiefs in the ass. They're going to go down two scores against a team like the Bills, and they're not going to be able to come back because the Bills are going to be able to put up points. But again, I just I hate betting against Patrick Mahomes until until we see this guy lose a playoff game. I just I just don't want to do it. Everybody hates betting against Patrick Mahomes. Everybody does, um, and and that's why a lot of people say this is the week. This has got to be the week. So what you said about the point spread, I think, is important because since I would say early in the year, maybe that Ravens game, week three, in that primetime spot. Uh, This is the first time it feels like we're getting a true number on a Chiefs game Mm -hmm. because there's always that extra tax. If you want to bet on Kansas City, you're going to have to lay more. Last week, it was sitting at 10 all week. We all knew it shouldn't have been 10 against the Browns, but it was sitting at 10. Crazy things happen. Mahomes exits. Cleveland covers it as long as you got that early number. It really didn't matter what number you got, but it closed at 7.5. They're week 16. Closed Atlanta favored by 11, did not cover. Dolphins closed seven and a half, didn't cover. Uh, Broncos, 
13 didn't cover. Rams, they were favored by seven and a half, didn't cover. They were favored by 10 against the Panthers, did not cover. So it feels like this is uh this is the true number. This is the true number. Now, if Mahomes is healthy, 100 percent Mahomes, it's probably KC minus four. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking as well. And hell, even the game against Tampa Bay weeks back, you know, I mean, that one. I was like, okay, here's here, here's a good number. And I ended up taking Tampa Bay because I got the three and a half, and then they get the backdoor cover. So, yeah, I feel like this is finally, at least it's finally a realistic number that I can play. Because, again, like last week you brought up with the Browns, I just I didn't understand why it was sitting there at 10. You know, and I didn't really know yeah. what the Browns – the problem with last week, why I didn't go all in on Cleveland, I didn't know what their game plan was going to be because Kevin Stefanski obviously missed the first playoff game. And, you know, a lot of us thought, okay, what they're going to try to do with Kareem Hunt and with Nick Chubb is run the football, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. But then I'm thinking to myself, is that really going to be the game plan? I mean, because Kansas City, they were coming in, man, and they hadn't played a football game in three weeks because they rested their starters week 17. You know, they and they had the bye week, obviously, the one bye week in the AFC. So that was the first time they were going to be on the field for three weeks. So I was wondering, is Stefanski just going to come out throwing the ball with Baker Mayfield? opening things up with play action because that's a Kevin Stefanski offense right there is setting everything up through the play action. I thought maybe they would use the tight ends a little bit more. It'd be a big day for Austin Hooper. Um, But I feel like this number a little bit more accurate. This is going to be a great game. I I just, don't you feel like the bills as stupid as this sounds? I just feel like the bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now, but them and the green Bay Packers, like when I watch them, why I'm so high on both teams, they're having fun. Like even those stupid clips that they show when the Bills are at practice and they're dancing to MC Hammer, can't touch this. I, I just feel like they're having a lot of fun right now. And they're just a hot football team. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just think that there's something there, man. I just think that they're having a lot of fun doing what they're doing right now. And I mean, again, they haven't lost a football game since Arizona beat them. And that was a fluke. It was a fluke Hail Mary. Uh, I'm having a tougher time handicapping this game than uh, the NFC matchup. It sounds like you're a little bit the same. You're you're already invested in the Buffalo Bills, yeah. but it sounds like you're not as sold on a side or total uh, like the other game. No, I'm just going to jump in on – I mean, I'm just going to hedge with the Chiefs' money line just because I do think Mahomes is going to play. Again, I could see the Bills winning this game, but I just think it's a perfect opportunity where I had an 8-1 to future just for them to show – I'll, 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 you know, I'll lay it with the Chiefs on, on the money line because I, if Mahomes plays, it's hard to see Kansas City losing this game. If he has to go through the concussion protocol, I just, I do have concerns about the Bills' defense shutting down Kansas City because even if they stop the run, then I think Mahomes has a big day. If they do limit, you know, if they do limit the deep ball, that Tyree Kill gets taken out of the game plan, then I do think that they will be able to run the football. And it's like, how healthy, how, how good Sammy Watkins going to look? That's the other thing, you know, with the injuries to Kansas City. But they just have too many weapons. So I, I guess that's the way that I'm going to play. I'm just going to hedge. I, I know we're spending all this time talking about the concussion and making sure he's out of the protocol. But when he was hobbling around, he didn't look like the Pat Mahomes from the beginning of the game to start off with two touchdown drives going 11 for 12 from the field. Like he was hobbling around. It wasn't the same Mahomes there. So I, I wonder how much the – the turf toe is going to be a factor, and that's something that really lingers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's banged up right now, um, dinged up, and that, that's that's a great point right there. Is he wasn't moving out, he wasn't moving around very well. I don't think you're going to be able to use him like getting out of the pocket. And also, is he going to be scared to run with the football now because of yeah. you know the hit that he took? He's been in the concussion protocol. You know, he's not moving around well already. That's another thing, and it's like. 
you know, eventually somebody is going to beat Patrick Mahomes. I don't know who it's ever going to be. I know it's not going to be Lamar Jackson. I'm done wagering. I'm, I'm done backing Lamar against Mahomes. I don't think that's ever going to happen. In fact, I may be done with Lamar in the playoffs. He got his playoff win, made me a couple bucks, but wow. I've been in him throughout, man. He just can't throw the ball down the field. They need to get him a true number one wide receiver, and I do blame the offensive line. He didn't have a whole lot of time against in that last one, but but I'm I'm done with him. And, um, yeah, this is tough, man, just because of it the is. report. Like, it's the one guy, you know, like if it's anybody else, if it's Tyree Kill and he's in the concussion protocol and we think he's going to give it a go, th- then I'm still hammering the Chiefs this week. If it's anybody else but Mahomes, it's tough. So as far as the cider total, again, I don't feel as strong as I did uh, with their handicap of Green Bay, Tampa Bay. But if I have to pick a side, I'm waiting. Mahomes gets announced in. The line gets bumped up to three and a half. Who knows? The public the public runs these spreads when it comes to these big games. So we'll, we'll see how uh, how much money comes pouring in on the Kansas City side once Mahomes is in, even though Buffalo has been a very public team. I But I do think it's going to go north of three, and then I would take the three and a half. Or four. I was going to ask you, if you could get a three and a half, do you like Buffalo? Yeah, I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo there. I am a little worried if you're going to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes where all the points are going to come from. We know Josh Allen needs to have miraculous effort. Of course, Diggs is going to be involved a ton, but where are the other points coming from? Do they have enough weapons there? In the red zone, they'll use their tight ends. They do that. But where else? Uh, Singletary? I mean, Beasley hasn't been involved in quite some time. No. No, I know. After after he was named an all-pro, too. That's the other thing that does concern me, man, is they haven't really, like you said, they don't want to run the football. In fact, in the first half, I think they ran the football, what, twice? And I think I think Josh Allen had both carries. I mean, I think Devin Singletary going into the third quarter had one carry in that game. And like you said, they don't want to run the football. But I just feel like, man, come playoff time, I feel like you have to run the football. In fact, you know, when I make my picks come playoff time, like you said, like it's boring, but I do look at the trenches. I look at who's getting after the quarterback, who's getting the most pressure on the quarterback, who's got the best pass rush. And I also look at who's protecting the quarterback. And I look at the run game. You just, I, I think you have to run the football come playoff time. I really do. And I think that might come back to bite Buffalo in the ass, not being able to, but we'll see. I mean, this is a great matchup. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to make a case for, for the over in this game. And I feel like the public's just going to hammer the over 54, the total yeah. here. I just – I don't see this game going under. I think points are going to be scored. I could see, like, in the first half it being a defensive battle, like a 13-7 Buffalo game, and then in the second half just both teams having to throw the football and just touchdowns coming back and forth. I just – I think there's going to be points in this game. We're in the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game, man. I, I can make a case for the under just because of the colder wow. weather. Wow. both field, you know? We agree on both there. Now, I've gone back and forth on the Buffalo-Kansas City one. It's a really high number, but – I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I mean, which team is going to be interested in running the football? I don't really, I don't really, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I could see the over with Buffalo, Kansas City. And I would, I know for sure I would not play the over in Tampa Bay, Green Bay. And the number has been climbing at points bet right now for the NFC Championship. It's 51 and a half. It might continue to go up a little bit. I, I would also look under there. Yeah, like, and that's crazy because I mentioned that I kind of like the first half over of Green Bay, Tampa Bay, because I just think the scripted plays, like that's the thing with Matt LaFleur, man. The scripted plays are a beautiful thing, but sometimes he does struggle with his in-game management. So I could see the second half like really being a defensive battle. And then going back to Bill's Chiefs, 
what I could see happening, like I said, like a low-scoring first half. But if the Bills take a, take a lead, if they have a touchdown lead or a two-score lead, you know Kansas City is going to drop back. They're going to throw the football a lot in the second half, and that's when right. I think they could put up a bunch of points. So that's another case where maybe I'd look at like a second half over, especially I don't know what that would look like, 24, 24 and a half. I guess we'll have to wait and see what the great, the game script looks like, what the first half looks like. But I could see I could just see myself hammering that second half over. Now, if the Packers take a big lead, the under is probably dead, right? Oh, yeah. Because Tampa's going to score in the second half. So you kind of want it to be a closer game. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how, uh, in a perfect world, it would go for you. Uh, this is Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat, Bet Sweats on the radio.com app. I want to get to player props in just a second. There's a few, uh, especially Green Bay ones, I want to ask you about, Ryan. But I want to remind people, BetQL and radio.com have partnered up for the best sports betting coverage around. Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet has his college basketball breakdown already up for today's games. Go to betql.com, enter the promo code Costos, K-O-S-T-O-S, at checkout for 15% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types from the first time bettors to hardcore make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over these sports books. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time live movement and historical betting results. Get started today. BetQL.com, also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Player props in the NFC Championship. Talked about the sides, how you might want to bet the first quarter. Here's one that jumped out to me on the Green Bay side. Want to get your thoughts. Aaron Jones. I've been hesitant to advocate for any props involving these running backs. I've been a little concerned. How much time are you going to get Jamal Williams if you're going over an Aaron Jones prop? But I'm not looking at the rushing yards. I'm looking at receptions because this Tampa Bay defense We've gone over and over again all week how much they love to blitz. And so what happens? Maybe you can uh, get it out to the running back in the flat. I can see that Tampa Bay has allowed the most receptions of any team in the NFL. Now, they don't give up a ton of yards to those running backs through the air, but they give up a lot of receptions. Aaron Jones, should we be taking a look at over receptions for him? I believe it is uh, three and a half. It's three and a half. Yeah. Um, and what's the price on that? Do you have? Uh, give me one second, and, yeah, I, and I'll get that for you. I froze up a little bit, or I think I, because I was looking at that as well. So, so while you do that, let me tell you what concerns me a little bit is just what I brought up. Like, whereas weeks one through six, the running backs in the receiving game for Green Bay were averaging seventy-five yards per game. Week six, now all the way through this Rams game. Again, they're using him a lot more in pass protection. That's why I'm looking at a lot of Jamal Williams props, actually, in this game, because I think they're going to use him. And if you go back in that first matchup against Tampa Bay, though, they did use Aaron Jones a little bit as, you know, a little bit in the passing game. And I do think they're going to have to. I, I like that a lot. That's one that I've actually played. It's three and a half minus 106 on the over. 106, I love it. Because here's the thing. Aaron Jones, I really like Jamal Williams in this game. And if he's healthy which we have to wait and look at the last injury report. Uh, and I may wait to play this until Saturday or Sunday when I know a little bit more. If A.J. Dillon props are out there, I like some A.J. Dillon and I like some Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones struggled in that first meeting against Tampa Bay running the football. And it's because those linebackers are ridiculously fast. They play sideline to sideline. And their game plan was to take Aaron Jones out of the game plan for Green Bay. So they did use him a little bit more in the passing game. And I think they're going to have to do the same 
this week. Like, if you go back, there's been weeks where Green Bay, where Aaron Jones has been stopped in the run game, and they've had to use him more in the passing game. They'll split him out wide. We saw it last year against Kansas City when Devontae missed that game, and I believe Aaron Jones caught like six or seven balls in that game. I think they're going to have to use him in the passing game because they're going to want to get him the football, and I think that may be their best way of doing it because I could see him getting shut down again uh, on the ground. I think Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon, like I said, I think those are the better backs if you're looking for rushing yards on the over, but I'm with you. I think he catches at least four balls in this game. Again, this could be his last game for the Packers, and it's a contract season. You know he wants to show out in the NFC Championship game. Is I mean, already, man, like we see running back, like we have this discussion every single week now. Do you pay Aaron Jones? Do you pay running backs? And you can make no. the, you can make the case exactly. You can make so many cases why no. you don't pay running backs, Todd Gurley. Uh, but then I can always make the case why you do pay running backs. Look at Delvin Cook. But for Aaron Jones, I don't think they're going to pay. There's only two Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cooks out there. Aaron Jones is not at that level. What about Alvin Kamara? Worth the money or no? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, but I don't really consider him a, a traditional running back. So, so would you throw McCaffrey in that same category then? Because Correct. Okay, Correct. Cool. Yeah, and that's the thing with Aaron Jones, you know, and that was the case that I was making last year because you were using him more as a pass catcher. You know, there were the five reception games, the six reception games, and he's the burner. And I love the combination of him and Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon because they're more of the power backs, and you could use them more in pass protection. Aaron Jones is just the home run hitter. Yeah, I've so got a Jamal I, numbers. I got a Jamal Williams number for you. What what would you bet it at? What number? They have a po- posted a points bet. Rushing? Yes. Rushing, I would go up to 30 yards. It's 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Yep. That's one that I've already played. Uh, I got a minus 115 on points bet. That was yep. one that I hammered immediately as soon as I saw that one. So if you look at the first meeting, and I guess um, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna go back to week six, and like I'm not gonna say, well, Devontae caught six balls in this game. I love Devontae over seven and a half receptions in a bounce back spot. But what I did notice is they take Devontae out of the game plan in that game. Uh, he catches six balls for 61 yards. But like I said, man, they took Aaron Jones out of the game plan because Devin White could play sideline to sideline. Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon in that game. Um if you look, okay, so what I liked about the game plan against the Rams, for the first time all season long, Matt LaFleur used Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon on the same drive. He hadn't done that yeah. all year. We hadn't seen all three backs on the same drive. A lot of that had to do with A.J. Dillon um, was in the uh, the COVID protocol. He was out for like nine weeks with COVID-19. It hit him really hard. So we didn't see a whole lot of A.J. Dillon this year. And then Jamal Williams was dealing with an injury. But finally, they ran the football and they used all three backs. Even against Tampa Bay, my problem was the game plan sucked in the second half. And it was because they were playing from behind. And it was like I was watching a Mike McCarthy uh, ran offense where Aaron Rodgers was just dropping back and and throwing against the prevent defense because they didn't want to run the football, which made sense because they were down two scores in that game. But even in the case, like Jamal Williams in that game against Tampa Bay, even with Aaron Jones struggling, four carries, 34 yards, eight yards per carry. He was averaging 
And then they didn't, he didn't touch the football though in the second half. In the first half, four carries, 34 yards, doesn't touch the ball the rest of the game. AJ Dillon in that game, five carries, 31 yards. I think we're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams because with that pass rush from Tampa Bay, what I brought up since week six, they're using a lot of two tight end formations. They're using a lot of Alan Lazard for the blocking schemes, and they're using a lot of Jamal Williams because he's your best pass protector in the backfield. You're going to have to keep the defense honest. You know, if he's going to be out on the field, you're not going to only be able to use him on passing downs. So I expect him to catch a couple balls and I expect him to carry at least five or six times for probably 30 yards. I, that's my favorite prop in this game is uh, is actually um, Jamal Williams over 20 and a half yards. Yeah, I can see that one. Uh, Selby, I don't know that we're going to get a number. Wherever we get a number, it'll be a small one, maybe nine and a half or something like that. Why, why Dylan? Uh, he did get some run last week, but it's not like he was out there a third of the game. He was out there for nine snaps. Why, why are you so convinced that Dylan's going to get some opportunities? I just feel like it's going to be the power running game if they're going to be able to run the football against Tampa Bay. I think that's what it's going to take. And just A.J. Okay. Dillon, man, like if you get the A.J. Dillon that we saw against Tennessee. Now, see, that's that's a bad example to use because the Tennessee defense is is pissed. Terrible. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. But this is the, this is one of the best run defenses. It, it's, it is. It, it really is. It, and See, I'm convinced that they're going to be able to run the football because of what they did against the Rams. Now, this is a better run, D, but look what they did against the Rams. I mean, the Rams were only giving up 93, 93 yards per game on the ground, three yards per carry. Green Bay ran the ball against the Rams 36 times. That's the most time. That's they. That's the most that they've ran the ball since Aaron Rodgers has become the starting quarterback in Green Bay in a playoff game. 36 carries for the running. Hey. See that that's like a comparison. Was it Lamar Jackson or was it the Bills defense? Was it the Packers run game or was it Aaron Donald not himself? Aaron Donald not himself. Yeah. And yeah. And then that's and that's what you're wondering right there. Also, I mean, the scheme was great. I mean, Corey Lindsley was great. Like I said, Elton Jenkins was great. The Packers offensive line all season long, like somebody goes down, we worry about the offensive line. David Bakhtiari is the best tackle in all of football. I mean, look at that contract that he just signed. I was scared shitless week 17 against the Bears. I was like, oh, man, here it is. Cleo Max. You know, and I was scared. I honestly, I said, if the Packers beat the Rams, I almost made the case for the Rams to win that game at Lambeau Field last week. I just, I said, Leonard Floyd's going to have a huge day with Bakhtiari out. And if he doesn't, Aaron Donald's going to, even with that injury. And, um, you know, Aaron Donald, he was beat up, man. But still, that's that's what I'm wondering here because they did run the ball 36 times against a good run D. Are they going to be able to do the same thing against Tampa Bay? A.J. Dillon, I wouldn't take anything over like 19 and a half, though, because I got that a couple Oh, no. That's a number out there? A couple, weeks back, a couple weeks back, I got a 19 and a half, and I got it against Tennessee as well. See, the, no. when I look at Joe, the reason they drafted A.J. Dillon, so they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. I hated the pick. They moved up to draft Jordan Love. It didn't make a whole lot of sense because this is a team that went to the NFC Championship game last year. They were 13-3. and They clearly had a lot of holes on the defense, the defensive line. They got gashed for 300 yards in that NFC title game. They don't draft a defensive lineman. They don't draft a wide receiver. Rodgers clearly needs a slot wide receiver. Devontae's great, but who's the number two on this team? MVS, Alan Lazard, not exactly household names. You know what I'm saying? So they take A.J. Dillon in the second round out of Boston College. And it made no sense to me. Why are you taking a running back in the second round, um, especially a running back that you can't use in the passing game? Because AJ Dillon didn't catch the ball at Boston College, and he had—I mean, he had a heavy workload. He ran the football a lot. They drafted him in the second round 
for weeks like this, cold weather game at Lambeau Field. Yeah. We're back. You, what they're going to do, what they're going to try to do at least, wear the defense down with your home run hitter and Aaron Jones, use Jamal Williams, and then I could see it in the second half, especially if it's 15, 14 degrees, the snow starts falling. I could see A.J. Dillon getting like six to seven carries in the second half if they could wear down this defense a little bit, and I could see him breaking a big one. And if you could get a total like 18, 19, 20, I mean, that could be one carry for him. Man, I'm going to bet this game like 20 different ways. There's so many different angles that I really like. I compared, to, compared to Buffalo, Kansas City, there's there's one more prop that I wanted to look at. And I, and I was happy that you brought up the Packers' issues against tight ends because that's exactly what I was thinking about in this game. If I'm looking at a prop on the Bucks side, I'm, I'm going right to anytime touchdown for Gronk and or Brait. Gronk is plus 220. Brait is plus 400 on points bet. What do you think? Yep. I love both. I am also going to play both. And I'm also, I like both over on receptions. Gronk, again, Green Bay just cannot cover the tight end. It doesn't matter who the tight end is. He's going to have a career day against this Packers defense. And again, especially if you could get a one-on-one in coverage with any of their linebackers. None of their linebackers can cover, especially Preston Smith. Uh, he's got he, Preston Smith should have one job, get after the quarterback. He should never be one-on-one in coverage, yet we've seen it numerous times this season. Uh, I like both tight ends over. I think they're going to use both tight ends. Also, Joe, I like both running backs numbers over. I like Ronald Jones, if healthy, if he's going to play. I love him over 35 and a half yards rushing in this game he had 23 carries for 113 yards in that first meeting against green bay he did is he is he gonna get the my big question with jones and i understand why why you're thinking this way Mm -hmm. is man i was a little concerned because fournette was out there more than two-thirds of the time last week and so is jones gonna get more snaps he should or or should he? May, they might look, you know, Aaron's might look at Fournette and see the way he played last week and say, okay, let's let's keep rolling with Fournette. And that's why I'm gonna do some wild, wild shit, man. I'm also gonna go Fournette over 42 and a half. I just feel like those are very discounted prices right there. 35 and a half for Ronald Jones against this Green Bay defense, man, could be four carries. Leonard Fournette over 42 and a half. I think he's getting double digit carries. I, I don't think you could just even if Ronald Jones is fully healthy, and if, if and if Bruce Arians looks at what he did against Green Bay in that week six matchup, I don't think you could just keep Leonard Fournette on the sidelines the way that he's playing right now. I mean, they're using him in the passing game. He's running the football. He, he looks as good as he did those first couple of years in Jacksonville right now. I like both of those overs, and I like both tight ends over, overs. I think they're going to use all four of those guys. I think Bray's going to have a big day. Gronk's no wonder. No wonder we like the under. We're, we're look, talking about running backs on both sides. Right. Yeah, I, I think that that's the one thing. The one thing you could do against Green Bay is you could run the football. I don't like any of the like Brady passing yards. I have no clue because, again, I, I consider Jair Alexander to be the top corner in the league. He's a shutdown corner. Last week, again, three receptions. Or I mean, three targets. He gives up one reception for negative two yards. Look what he did against Mike Evans in that first matchup. I, what Did Evans even have a catch? I think he had maybe one, one, one catch for th- last week. Oh, uh, no. I mean, that first, well, last week, uh, okay. one for three. One grab, yeah, one for negative three in the meeting against Tampa Bay. You said what Evans had one grab in that game. Uh, uh last week you're talking about, uh, in the first meeting week six, Tampa Bay green. Oh, Bay. um, I forgot. I forgot. Then, yeah, well, well, same thing with Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans is beat up right now. That's the he other. Can be sh- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about props and chiefs bills? Uh, we didn't spend as much time on that one. Here, here's one thing that I am taking from week six, the bills, 
have had issues throughout the season at stopping the tight end. They've given up the second most receiving yards during the regular season to that position. And in their matchup at week six, it was a Kelsey game. Matt Bowen was on this show yesterday. Go back to the interview if you want to hear a breakdown uh, of, about all the advantageous matchups. It was a Kelsey game in the red zone. I don't see why that would stop against the Bills for years and years. They've been unable to stop the tight end. Kelsey had two touchdowns, five receptions in the game, uh, 65 yards. Probably should have had more. I mean, it felt like he could have done whatever he wanted against this Bills defense. But I think you have to look at these Kelsey props, man. Yeah. You know what? Every single week, Joe, I play Kelsey anytime touchdowns. It's just, you know, in the red zone, I think Mahomes, especially if Mahomes is beat up, he's going to be looking for Kelsey. That's really all I like in this game. And I'll probably have more plays when we do get closer to kickoff. Hell, maybe by the end of the show. But I have six props that I've already played in the NFC title game. And in this one, all I have is the Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. I just, I don't know what the game plan is going to look like because we did see Kansas City have success on the ground against Buffalo. We know Buffalo can't really run the football. If anything, maybe I'd look at like a Josh Allen rushing prop. Maybe there you a Diggs prop. We we talked about that all week. Uh, Ross was on that. He's been studying up, getting ready for this game. They haven't used his legs. They, they didn't need to last week against Baltimore, but it feels like he needs to have that threat uh, yeah. for them to, to hang with Mahomes and the Chiefs here. Completely agree because that may be the only rushing attack that they have is going to be Josh Allen using his own legs. I could see him rushing for like 40 to 45 yards minimum in this ball game because I think Kansas City is going to make the – I think that's the only way that they're going to be able to move the football on the ground. I love that. Love Josh Allen rushing. Again, love the Kelsey anytime touchdown. Other than that, though, I just – again, I have no idea what this game plan is going to look like, man. I mean, I know what the Bills game plan is going to look like, right? They're going to throw the football a lot. So, if anything, I'm probably looking at digs overs. And then is this finally the week – like somebody's so who else is going to step up in this passing game for the bills as far as receivers? Like that's the big question. That's no my clue. big question. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, I like that. Allen 31 and a half rushing yards. So, so there's a couple different ways. I, I feel better about the prop market than I do the side or the total, but uh, I would lean bills in the over same for you. Yeah. Same for me. Bills in the over. Yeah. Like I said, man, the bills are the hottest team in football right now. Hard to go against them. If I was going to play the game for Kansas city, I'm just taking the money line. There you go. Some people are happy just winning while others, well, they want more. I get that. And so does PointsBet. That's why PointsBet gives you a faster, easier way to turn every game, every shot, every minute into a chance for epic victory. That's why so many sports bettors in the no call PointsBet, innovative and lightning quick. It's the reason I ditch my other books. It's the easy to use app for when I simply want to reach legendary status. Rated number one on Trustpilot. So get the app real sports fans use. Download the PointsBet app today. Use promo code BETSWETS, B-E-T-S-W-E-A-T-S, and you're going to get $100 for depositing only 20 bucks. Points bet, stay sharp, must be present in Illinois, New Jersey, Indiana, Colorado, or Iowa. Must be 21-plus additional T's and C's apply. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And by the way, they're running this special again. No juice for both conference championship games this weekend. Points bet offering plus 100, all bets up to 10 thousand dollars he's a friday staple here on bet sweats throughout the entire nfl season no change with it being championship sunday on deck here we're going to check in with the action network simon hunter simon a pro better i want to find out where he sits right now just two days out from these big games that is next this is bet sweats on the bet ql audio network